everybody. I want to welcome you back to Talking Softball with Coach B. You know, hard to believe, man, we're middle of April. High school season is in the last third of the season. College seasons are at the same point, and everybody's starting to jockey for postseason position. And our younger select teams have been on the field now for over a month. And, you know, our older teams are going to start gearing up here really soon to start getting ready for the summer. It's absolutely crazy to think about that, but it's here and it continues to move forward. Ball continues to roll forward and we've got to make sure that we're ready for it. So today, you know, last couple of weeks, last couple of segments, I've given opinions about player rankings and last time I talked about teams getting into top-level events or top brackets at top-level events and those things. I'm going to change gears a little bit today, okay? I want to talk a little bit more, and I know I've talked about this in back in the past, but I want to talk a little bit more about player development because I think it is critical that we never forget that our main objective should be creating an opportunity for our players to get better. And if you are a player and playing softball and you have aspirations of moving forward and getting an opportunity to play, your primary goal should be getting better as a player. So that's player development. But, you know, player development is a lot more than just skill development. We're in the era now where everybody has a pitching coach. Everybody has a hitting coach. We're seeing more defensive coaches now. You know, we've got instructors for almost every position, right? So players are going and getting instruction and developing their skill set. And then they're going to practices and working on their skill sets there. And then, you know, our select teams are playing on the weekends, so they play six, seven games a weekend, and they get to put it out on the field and see what they're doing with it, right? That's the skill set side of it. That's the measurable side of it, right? We can measure exit speed off the bat now. We can measure launch angle. We can measure distance. We can measure ball spin. We measure velocity on pitchers, all of those things, right? So our skill set training can become very precise. That's great. That's outstanding. It's it's exciting to see how we're continuing to progress forward in skill development. That's really exciting. But we also have to understand there's so many other pieces to player development. It's not just a skill set. I hit with a young lady last night, and she said, Coach, I hold my breath when I get in my load and get ready to hit. I said, really, you hold your breath. So if the pitcher throws a changeup or isn't throwing very hard, you're going to hold your breath for quite a while, right? Yeah, sometimes. I said, well, this isn't an oxygen debt sport. We want to make sure that we're breathing when we play this game, right? I think there's not only are we worried about teaching them their swing and what to do with their stance and when they release the barrel and those things, but what are you doing with your body, right? What are you doing? How are you being an athlete? How are you continuing to keep your body optimal? Well, holding your breath while you're performing a skill probably isn't optimal, right? 
So I think we have so many other things to talk about and think about when we're talking about player development. You know, we have to talk about the mental side of the game, you know, and I hit with players from 10 years old to college age players. And and I do try to talk to all of them at some level about their mental game. But I also have to understand that the conversation I have with this girl here that's in her third year in college has to be different than the conversation I'm having with this 11-year-old that's starting her journey to hopefully get to be that player. I think we have to take it in stages and we have to understand that there's so much difference there, right? There's so much difference there. What are we getting them to comprehend? What are we getting them to do mentally? Well, the first thing we have to do to get them to do mentally is understand that failure is not the end of the world. If you swing at a pitch and miss a pitch, oh well. Oh well, we get three every at bat. If we miss all three of them and we're out, we get another at bat when my spot comes around in the lineup. But if I'm thinking about that last swing or I'm thinking about that last at bat because I failed, then I'm creating an opportunity for me to potentially fail again the next time. You know, and I think kids get so involved with results. They get so involved with results. You know, they make contact on a swing and, (sighs) what's wrong? Well, I was early. I dropped my hands. I let my hands get away from my body. I opened my front shoulder. Okay. We can identify that as a skill set, right? And that might have been a reason we didn't have success. But we might also step in there and put the best swing on a ball that we've ever put on a ball, and we might hit it on the nose. And, I mean, the Rapsodo explodes because it's putting up this personal best exit speed and distance and all of this. Well, I might hit that ball really hard on a line and I hit it right at the shortstop and she catches it. Hitter drops their head, goes back to the dugout because they failed. They didn't fail. They didn't fail. They had a good at bat. They hit the ball hard. They did everything they needed to do. The girl caught it. She did her job also. She made the play and got you out. That's the game. Going to have success, you're going to have failure. And sometimes your success might be that ball off the end of the bat that you bloop over the second baseman's head and it falls in for a base hit and it drives in the tying run of the game. Everyone's excited then, right? Big smiles, everybody's jumping up and down. Boy, that wasn't a very good swing. Oh, well. Oh, well. Put a better swing on it next time. Put a better swing on it next time. Sometimes you might be Trey Turner in an 0-2 count in the eighth inning of the World Baseball Classic and your team's down. And you put a great swing on the ball. And you hit a grand slam that takes your team to the championship game of that event. 
Boy, that's outstanding. We need to celebrate that too. Right? Have to celebrate that too. But I also read something that Trey Turner said after that when he was interviewed. He said he remembered when he was in Little League when he was standing at the plate. Remember when he was in Little League and all he wanted to do was keep it simple. He wanted to keep his approach simple at the plate. Wow, there's a concept, right? There's a concept. Keep it simple. See the ball, hit the ball. Don't worry about what your hand angle is, what your hip rotation index is, and all of this and all of that. Put that stuff away. That's training. When you're in the box, you're going to see the ball and hit the ball. You're going to put your body in a good position, let the barrel go, put a good swing on it. Let the chips fall where they may. That's what we need to be talking about with our hitters about mentality of performance. Right? Pitchers, it's the same thing. Hit your spot, hit your spot, hit your spot. Oh, miss the bat, miss the bat, miss the bat. Right? I think it was Tom Glavin said, he or Sandy Koufax, one of those said they became a much better pitcher when they figured out that they weren't trying to throw the ball by hitters, but they were trying to miss the barrel, not give them an opportunity to square it up. I ask pitchers all the time, what's your number one objective as a pitcher? Throw strikes. Strike hitters out. Throw the ball by them. How about just get them off balance? If our hitter's goal is to be on balance and be on time and have perfect timing and deliver the ball and hit the ball hard, what should our pitcher's goal be? Disrupt timing and get them off balance. Now, you can do that throwing 68, absolutely. You can do that throwing 56 if you know how to do it. Everybody's in love with the radar gun. Great tool, but it's not the ultimate answer. Pitchers pitch. Throwers try to throw the ball as hard as they can. And a thrower gets in trouble when they get up against good hitters that they can't throw the ball by. Pitchers have an opportunity to beat good hitters when they go out and move the ball and get them off balance and disrupt their timing. So if you can find somebody that throws hard and can disrupt timing and get them off balance, wow. Now you got a really good pitcher, okay? But they have to be able to change speeds to do those things. You know, defensive players. Thinking about all these scenarios, right? Oh, there's a runner on first. Got to do this, got to do that, got to do this. No, first thing you got to be thinking about, field the ball cleanly. Put your body in a good position, field the ball cleanly, and then put yourself in the position to – Make the next play. That next play might be on a ground ball. You're going to field it, pick it up, make a good throw wherever you're throwing it to. First base, turn in a double play, whatever it is. But you're going to put a good throw on it. It might be a line drive or a pop fly, and you catch it, and you go, okay. First thing I'm going to do is check the lead runner. Are they back to the bag? Then I'm going to check if there's any trail runners that may not have done what they were supposed to do. But that's the mental game, right? Understanding the game, right? 
It doesn't matter if you're on offense, you're pitching, you're a defensive positional player, whatever it is, you have to have a mindset of, yes, my skill set is critical, but in this situation, I have to know what to do and how to react. I have to make sure that I am mentally prepared for whatever could happen in this situation. Well, the best way to be mentally prepared for that situation is keep your mind clear, right? And I hear it all the time. I hear it all the time. I hear all this overcoaching going on from the third base coach's box or the first base box or the dugout or those 25 coaches that we have sitting behind the fence at every game that are chirping in their opinion on what needs to be done. You get in those situations and all this information's being thrown at this kid and they don't know what to do because it's just all coming in and it's all storing in their head. And I try to tell them, you know, sometimes you have to, I'm going to age myself here because when I was a young kid at midnight, the three TV channels shut off. And all there was the little bug fights on the TV screen, the little bug fights back and forth and the white noise taking place. I said, you know, sometimes as an athlete, you have to take all of that and you have to make it white noise. It's just background. It's just background. Let it go. Get it out of your head, right? Get it out of your head. Give yourself a chance to be prepared to be successful. You know, I, I've told you on here before that you know, I'm coaching a, a TAPS high school team this spring. And I'm having the time of my life. I love coaching this team. But I'm trying to get them to understand, especially my pitcher, because she is so, she's such a great kid, right? But she puts all of the pressure of the game on her shoulders when she's in the circle. I've told her, I said, I need you, when you feel all of this stress and your shoulders are pulled up by your ears and your breathing's rapid and short, and I said, when you're in that situation, I need you to find something outside of the ballpark, not in the ballpark. And at our home field, we're fortunate. We have a big water tower behind our home field with a logo on it. So I was walking with her out on the field, and I said, I want you to turn around. I want you to look at that water tower, and I want you to look at that logo. And I want you to figure out in your mind how you can take all of that stress and pressure and ball it up, and I want you to throw it up there to that logo and leave it there. And then I want you to turn around and take a deep breath, and I want you to get back in the now and just do what you need to do to execute a good pitch. But put all that other stuff away. Don't worry about the fact that you walk the last kid, or the count's 3-0 and now, or, you know, this kid or lasted bad hit one to the Arby's down the street. You know, don't worry about that. Just execute a pitch. Execute your best pitch right now. You know, we played a game a couple weeks ago, and poor little girl in the circle for the other team was struggling, and their coach had already been out to the circle and talked to her, and she was still struggling. And I did something I've never done before in my career. I called timeout, and I went to the circle from the third base coach's box. I walked out to the circle, and I said, you have no idea who I am. 
but I'm just coming out here because I want to talk to you and I want you to relax. I want you to take a deep breath. I want you to let your shoulders relax. And all I want you to think about is throwing the next pitch. I don't want you to worry about if my player is going to hit it. I just want you to throw a good pitch. I want you to go through your motion, full motion, and I want you to put your hand in your catcher's glove after release, and let's see what happens. (laughs) And she kind of looked at me like, okay. You know, and I went back to the third base box, and I told the coach in the third base dugout, I said, I'm not trying to step on your toes. I just, I know you're in a tough situation because you've already made a mound trip. I just want to go out and talk to her. They thanked me, and she threw better. I didn't see anything wrong with that. It's, again, if our primary objective is player development, we need to take advantage of every opportunity to teach player development, okay? And we need to make sure, you know, that we understand everything that goes into that. Yes, it's skill set. Yes, it's mental. Yes, it's understanding how your body operates. What's your spatial awareness with your body, right? How does your body function in space and in time, right? You know, those things are critical to learn. Your optic skills, those are critical to learn, right? You know, the ability to see out your ears. You know, I had a coach that used to say that, and I'm like, what, what do you mean? Well, Open up your vision path so you can see everything. Don't tunnel in and miss what's happening in the peripheral, right? Now, as a hitter, we're going to tunnel in because we're going to see the ball in the tunnel. But when you're on defense and when you're doing other things, you got to have some peripheral about you and understand what's happening, not just in front of you, okay? You know, dietary habits. we got to talk about sleep patterns. There's all these things that go into player development that's more than just looking at a YouTube video on how to swing a bat. I follow a guy on social media, and I'm not going to say his name, but he's he is the guy that wants to always find videos of other coaches instructing and point out the negatives of their instruction. And he's not doing it in a bad way. He's just making the point, this is not how you swing. Because he has a background in the game and been involved in the game forever. He's good at what he does, but he wants to make the point to parents and athletes and those things, make sure that your instructor is giving you an opportunity to develop and get better. Well, I'm gonna tell you as an instructor, my goal is this. I hope I never see one of my instructions in his social media posts. So I try to work really hard to provide well-rounded player development. And that's what I'm talking about. Coaches, we need to have a well-rounded player development plan. Players, you need to understand it's about more than how hard you throw it, how hard you hit it how far you hit it, right? There's so much more that goes into it. I see it all the time. I go out to exposure camps and there's college coaches lined up and I saw it when I was a college coach. I see it now as a select coach. Every kid that goes up to hit front toss 
at an exposure camp is trying to hit the ball out of the ballpark. Majority of them are overswinging, trying to yank it, do whatever. You see the good hitters step up. They're using the field. You know, they're using the field. They're doing more than just swinging as hard as they can. And that's because they've had a good player development program leading up to that, and they understand why that's important. Just moving forward, you know, I think it's important, and, and I know we have a lot of games going on right now, and we have, you know, a lot ahead of us going into the summer. There still has to be some instruction. There still has to be some learning of the process so that we continue to develop the game and develop the skills for our athletes to have success in the game. Yes, all of the technology we use is great. It's great. But there's so many other pieces that go into it than what just that technology can teach us to do. And those are things that we have to concentrate our efforts on. And those are things that we have to make sure as coaches we're presenting and as players, we're taking the time to learn and understand their importance. I see it sometimes in our workouts and our practices. There's some kids that just kind of float through the motion when we're doing breakdown defensive work. But then when they get to hit, boy, they're letting it out. They're trying to be the next Trey Turner. Right? They're the one that's going to win that game on one swing. Well, if you're down three runs and there's nobody on base – can't win the game on one swing. But if you put some quality at bats together, put some quality swings together, now you end up with the bases loaded. Now somebody has a chance to step up to that plate and be Trey Turner. And then everybody gets to enjoy a great moment in history and time in the game. So that's my topic today is just making sure that we continue to put player development at the forefront, continue to make sure that not only is it single-player development, but, but team skills and team concepts and team mentalities, how all of it goes together, right? That's the game. That's the game. Starts with the individual, then we progress to the team with it, okay? So I want to make sure that, you know, we just continue to understand the importance of how we develop our players, how we develop our teams, and athletes, how you develop as a player, and how you develop with your teammates to give everyone the best opportunity to have success and enjoy a great experience on the field. Well, that's it for today. I want to thank everyone for listening, and I hope you're enjoying Talking Softball with Coach B. I ask you to subscribe through your local podcast provider. You can also follow us on facebook.com slash talking softball gives you an opportunity to provide feedback and also provide any questions that you might want us to answer on an upcoming episode this has been talking softball with coach b and i want to thank you for listening and i hope everybody has a great day